Oh, yeah. It is time to break it down with Rita. One thing that I see time and time again is that when it comes to taking action in your business, there's an awful lot of panic and not enough disco. And that happens because there are so many ways to do so many things. If you aren't intentional with your time, then you're going to find yourself in this never-ending loop of doing the hustle. And the hustle, I mean, that's pretty old school. And while there's so much info on what you should do and why you should do it, barely anyone is showing you how to. So in these Break It Down episodes, I take a concept or a strategy and give you step-by-step instructions on doing it. A little bit of why, and a whole lot of how, and that is a promise. These episodes are designed to be focused and short so that you can implement it all today. Because we all know it is action that ultimately creates results. Get ready to get your groove on because it is time to break it down. This week, I am giving you the skinny on conducting an end of quarter review in your business. So it's time to put on that CEO hat. I know how tempting it can be to keep that service provider hat on, but it's already the end of quarter one. The end of quarter one, guys, it is time to review the last 90 days, and this episode is going to take you right to how to do that. So if you're new to my Break It Down episode, hi and welcome. These are quick, short episodes. There's no philosophy, no why, no interviews. This is literally the step-by-step episode on how to do something. This is an actionable episode. In fact, I would love if you took yourself somewhere as you listen to this episode, whether it's for a day or a night or just a few hours, this episode is best consumed and worked through while you're out of your day-to-day environment. We get the most creativity, the most innovation, the most reflection when we are in an unfamiliar environment and when we are completely focused, meaning you can't be around things that are going to distract you. You have to focus, you have to be in a new environment, and you have to really keep the CEO hat on the whole time. And if you do, you will have a really strong quarter one review that will set your quarter two for maximum success. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode today. So I'm just going to hop right into it. I hope you have that hat on. Grab a cup of coffee or wine, or whiskey, or whatever, no judgment, I'm going to be honest here, (laughs) that I am drinking a glass of wine as I go through this with you. It's actually, I'll just tell you, a glass of 2019 Norton. I haven't paired my episodes in a while, guys. It's actually a bottle of, well, a bottle, a glass. (laughs) Not drinking a whole bottle, guys. A glass of 2019 Norton from a vineyard here in the Northern Virginia area called Sunshine Ridge Farm. It is just beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful vineyards. Their wine is really great. And I just, I'm pairing this episode because it's spring, the sun is out, it's time for, you know, renewal and growth. And that's exactly what this episode is all about. So grab your journal, grab your computer, grab your drink, get out of your environment, go somewhere. So hit pause until you get there and you get all these things. And now let's just work through it. I'm just going to guide you. Question by question by question, so that by the end of this episode, 
you will have conducted a solid, strong CEO quarterly closeout that will help, again, get your quarter two off and running. So let's dive in with the first question. Side note, guys, this is why having some kind of system that helps you set goals for the month. So many of you know I use PowerSheets. And in fact, if you're curious about what PowerSheets are, you can go check out the link in my bio. It is not a planner. It is a goal-setting system that allows me to keep track of the progress that I'm making towards goals so that by the end of the year, I've hit or exceeded all of my goals. But whether you use power sheets or not, that's not the point of this episode. But having a system, so if you don't have one, that's cool. Get one in place for quarter two. But having a system that will allow you to easily review what's happened so far in your year is really important. So in addition to everything I told you to grab, pull up your calendar, pull up your timesheets, pull up your emails, pull up your notes, whatever will help you work through these next questions. So question number one, kind of based on the last three months, What do you see has been working really well in your business? So when you think about January, February, and March of 2022, what has been working really well for you? And think about each of the areas. Kind of think about client service, sales, marketing, team, time, and don't forget how it supports your personal life as well. Networking, speaking, collaborations, building awareness, nurturing relationships, email, all of the different pieces of your business, what's been working really well? And then answer why. Guys, identifying what's working really well is important, but answering why it's been working will allow you to see what's really making you successful. If my email newsletter has been working really well, I mean, it's all fine and dandy to identify that. But if I go, but why has it been working well? Why is it getting great engagement? Why is it getting good response? It'd be, well, because I've got a consistent schedule that sends it out at a time that's convenient for my audience. Uh, I'm talking about topics that really light them up. I've changed the way that I've written my subjects and and headers, and it's getting more response than ever. I mean, I'm making these things up. These are not the actual things with my newsletter. My newsletter, well, I'll talk about that later. That's not what this episode is for. But you see my point. When you identify why, why it's working, you can pull that out and make other things in your business work as well. So last three months, what's been working really well in your business and why? And I bet you can guess now what the second question is, which is, Based on the last three months, what hasn't been working well in your business? What hasn't felt like it's flowing or what's felt a little chaotic or out of sorts or what didn't get you the results that you wanted? And again, go through all of those same areas, any area of your business, client services, marketing, sales, financial, time, team, building awareness, Nurturing relationships, podcast, email, social media, however you want to word it, brainstorm all of it and identify what hasn't really felt like it's working that well. And ask yourself again, why? Sometimes we're so quick to throw away the thing as if it's not working. I see this all the time. Instagram, it's not working. 
So I'm going to go do something else or Twitter. It's not working. Or you know what? This package, this program, this offering's not working or this software that I'm using to communicate with my clients, it's not working. And people will just throw it out and go try to find the next thing instead of troubleshooting it. Why? Why is that thing not working? Because again, let's say email's not working. Let's use the exact same thing I just talked about in the last example. If I say, well, my email newsletter is not working, and I say why, it would be, well, no one's opening it. But why is no one opening it? Well, the subjects are worded like this, or I haven't been that consistent, or I don't really have a rhyme or reason. It's not connecting with my clients because it's not connecting with other things in my ecosystem or whatever. I mean, again, I'm making stuff up on the fly. And when I'm drinking a glass of wine, guys, it's not the easiest thing to do. But I will say, again, you see the importance of asking why. Because the reason that these things aren't working, oftentimes the why is rooted in other things and we can avoid those same mistakes in other areas. So question number one, past three months, what's been working really well and why? And then question number two, what hasn't been working well and why? Now let's go to number three, which is looking at how you've been spending your time. This is where if you track your time and if you've ever worked with me, you know I hound you for this. I want you to track every minute of your day forever and ever and ever. Amen. Right? I know it's not the easiest thing to do. I know it's not the most fun thing to do. But when you get in the habit of it, it can be one of the most powerful things to do in your business. But it definitely makes answering this question easier, which is how have you been spending your time in relation to the goals that you had for quarter one? So really, I guess that's the first part of question three. What were your goals overall? But then can you match up your time with those goals? Did you spend your time effectively to get the best results for this past quarter? So what were your goals? How close did you get to your goals? And how was that directly linked to your time? And you guys know that I believe that your calendar and your bank account (laughs) will show you time and time again what your priorities are regardless of what you say. So when you set your goals for quarter one and you're like, okay, these are my These are my quarter one goals, guys, and I'm going to reach them. And they're the most important thing that I could go reach. But then you look at your calendar and how you spent your time. Was it spent working towards those goals? Was enough time spent working towards those goals? The things you did within the time that you were working towards those goals, were you doing the things that could really move the needle forward in the biggest way? Or were you kind of burying yourself in busy work or work that it moves the needle forward, but just a little bit. So I really want you to go and analyze your time. And then question four is the same exact thing, but around your team. So your virtual assistants, your online business managers, your project managers, your podcasting editors, whoever you consider your team, have they been spending their time effectively to generate the biggest results towards the goals that you had set or you had set for them for this past quarter. And of course, for both of those, you have to ask why or why not. Same thing. Why or why not? Now you know, okay, what's been working well and why? What hasn't been working well and why? How have I been spending my time? Am I spending my time In the most effective way, am I spending time focused on the right things? How about my team? 
Is my team focused and spending their time not only on the right things, but in the most effective way? And if so, why? Why is that working so well? And if not, why? Why are we not spending our time on those things? So now you have that data, that information. So knowing all of this, just kind of like question five is really, what are your takeaways from that? So this is not the end. I just want you to bullet point style, jot down all of your takeaways We need to do more of this. We need to do less of this. This wasn't really the right goal. I need to reallocate actions between my team members. I need to be better with time management. Whatever it is, there's no wrong answer. And I don't want you to try to edit. I want you to jot down bullet point style, whatever pops into your head. When you go, so reviewing all of that above, what pops out at me? All right, now we're heading into question six. And for question six, you're gonna focus on your sales from the past quarter. So I want you to ask yourself, where did my revenue come from in quarter one? And you can break it down as much as you want to. You can sub break it down in the break it down episode. So what was your best selling product and service? Yes, you definitely wanna highlight that. And what was your underperforming product or service? What didn't sell at all or generated the the least bit of revenue for you? But also identify everything between what sold and how much revenue did you generate from that? Was that in alignment with the revenue you wanted to generate from that product or from that service? For things that sold well, why did they sell well? So really, in a way, this is kind of question seven. For the things that did sell well, Why did they sell well or easily or however you want to equate that? But also for the things that didn't perform the way that you wanted them to, why? And then that moves you to question eight. So what needs to shift? What needs to shift in terms of, and these are kind of sub bullet points under question eight, what needs to shift for what you're highlighting for the items that you're selling for quarter two? What does that mean for what you should be selling or what you should not sell or where you should focus your time and energy and attention to create sales for quarter two? And then what does that mean in terms of what you need to be doing to help generate those sales for quarter two? And then what does it mean your team needs to be doing to generate those sales for quarter two? So spend some time and work through those. Then we kind of get to question nine, which is, are you on track to hit your yearly financial goal? That's where we're starting, the financial goal, okay? Are you on track to hit your yearly financial goal? If you're not, are you exceeding? Congratulations. Are you not hitting the first milestone you need to feel on track? That's okay too. It just means that we can identify some things that need to adjust, And then go to question 10, and now this is more broad. As you look at all of the goals that you had set for the year, are you on track to hit those goals? Yes or no? And knowing that, question 11, now that you see how on track you are to hit your financial goal and you see how on track you are to hit any other non-financial goal that you set, what needs to shift? What needs to shift to get you back on track or to ensure that you stay on track? So what you've done here, and this is not the end, guys, not the end, but what you've done here is you've identified what was working, what wasn't working, and why, and highlighting the whys so you can use those in other areas and other ways. You now have a handle on your time and the time of your team and what needs to shift around that. You also know what's been selling, what hasn't been selling, what needs to shift, 
because of all of that? And also, where are you on your way to your revenue goal and non-revenue goals? And what does that mean you need to really focus on to stay on track for those things? So that's kind of like the first part, I guess you can say, is like a review, a review and the aha moments, the review and clarity to help start uncovering action steps for you to take in the next quarter, in quarter two. But now the second part of your review is going to focus a little bit on your audience, your people, your target market. I want you to first start. So now we're on question 12. Well, we'll say part two. Part two, question 12. I have to keep writing, guys, the question. I say, because like I'm reordering questions. <laughs> Behind the scenes moment. Behind the scenes moment with Rita. I am reordering the questions as I talk to you. And I have to keep writing down what question number we're on. So we're on question 12, part two. Focusing on your people. And so the first thing I want you to focus on are the clients and customers that you've had this past quarter. What did your clients accomplish in quarter one? What did your customers accomplish in quarter one as a direct or indirect result of working with you? What did they accomplish? And when you think about them and you think about them heading into this next quarter with whatever's going on in the world at the moment that you listen to this, right? Because as we've learned, the world is pivoting like crazy. Every time we turn around, there's something new. So when you think about the world at large, you think about your client customer's industry, you think about them, just specifically the individual interaction you've had with them, what challenges, what challenges are they facing? So that's question 13. Question 12 is, well, what did they accomplish? Your current clients, current customers, customers and clients you had over quarter one, what did they achieve? What did they accomplish? And question 13, well, what challenges now? What challenges are they facing? And even think about your past clients and customers and think about your target market in a way overall. Overall with question 13, what challenges are they facing as they head into the next quarter? And then question 14 is, well, what results do they want? What results do your current clients and customers want? But also, what results does your audience at large, what do they want in quarter two? This is really that idea of building the people-centric business. So you might have heard this in the last episode, but we talked about the difference between a business-centric business and a people-centric business. A business-centric business is kind of you just create ideas of things you're going to offer and things you're going to sell, and then you bring them to market and you try to find the people who resonate with those. But a people-centric business is built around your people. You learn about your people first and you create things for them second. So in the first part of the review, we kind of looked at, well, what do you think you're going to be selling for quarter two? What do you think you're going to be marketing and how you're going to be showing up and all of that? But now we're just going to check that against our people, right? What challenges are they about to face? How can you help solve those challenges? What results do they want as they head into quarter two? How can you help best bring them to those results. When you think about what they have accomplished, what does that mean for what they're going to accomplish? So when you think about it from this point of view, then question 15 to kind of wrap up this people focus section is from the perspective of my people, my target market, my clients and customers from quarter one, what do I need to do more of in my business for quarter two? It can be what you're offering. It can be how you're serving them. It can be how you're marketing to your audience and showing up for them. 
But when you think about them and what they need, what their challenges are, what do you need to do more of in quarter two? And then question 16, what do you need to do less of? What do you need to do less of in quarter two? All right, so that ends the second part. And now we're heading into part three, the final part of this review. And this part, guys, this part I think is one of the most important because it's really going to help you focus for quarter two. The best way, I mean, the best way to reach your goal is to get really crystal clear on what they are and create a strategy to achieve them. And this has helped you kind of get crystal clear on the progress that you've made towards your goals and what may need to change. They can get really tempting at the end of the first quarter to go, oh my gosh, time is just getting away from me. I don't have enough time to do all the things I want. I just don't know. And people start asking me for time management solutions. Rita, my days are getting away from me. Rita, I'm not reaching my goals. I need better time management. Teach me how to be more productive. And it's really not about time management, you guys. What it really is about is focus. When you know where you need to put your focus, you're able to then be more effective. And that's what these first questions were really about. But I want you to dig in now into kind of your mindset. When you think about quarter one and everything you just wrote out, all, I had to look at my number, guys, all 16, (laughs) all 16 questions you just answered Like, what is coming up for you in terms of your feelings? How are you feeling looking at that? Whether you think that that feeling is positive or negative, it's really just a feeling. We create a positive or negative association with a feeling. But I want you to identify all the feelings that are coming up as you review your answer, whether that's excited, joyful, or frustrated, or ashamed, You have to own the feelings that are coming up. Now, which feelings out of these feelings are moving you forward and which ones are likely to hold you back? So that's what you're doing really for part three, question 17, right? Part three, question 17 is just identifying the feelings because if you don't identify them, the feelings that are going to hold you back, they're going to lurk there under the surface. And as you try new actions or you try to implement anything that you identify in this review, if you haven't released the feelings that can hold you back, you're going to struggle and not understand why. So you need to find a way to associate more with the feelings that will move you forward. And you also have to find a way to let go of any feelings that you identified that can hold you back. So how can you release those emotions? So that's really question 18. For any of the quote-unquote negative emotions that you identified in question 17, how can you honor those emotions and also release them? How can you honor those emotions and reframe them? How can you feel those feelings and still find the blessing or the lesson in them? Have you expressed those emotions? Have you let yourself fully feel those emotions? If not, how can you do that? That's part of letting it go. So I want you to spend a little bit of time on that question because that's really going to be what helps you move forward in quarter two. Okay, so question 19 is really about how you want to feel in quarter two. So we just kind of evaluated how you felt in quarter one, but how do you want to feel in quarter two? It might be some of the same ways as you identified in quarter one, and that's okay. But there might be other ways. Maybe you look at what you've got on tap for quarter two. So look at your life. Look at the ideas you had for your business. Think about the season. 
and say, okay, well, what does that mean for how I want to feel? We're heading into the spring. The way you want to feel is going to be different than the way you wanted to feel in the winter. Like in the winter, I like feeling cozy. I like feeling safe and secure. But in the spring, I want to feel excited. I want to feel ambitious. I want to feel growth, right? In the summer, I want to feel lazy. I want to feel relaxed, right? So that's me. That doesn't have to be how you want to feel. But identify how do you want to feel in quarter two. And then when you look at what you've got on tap for your business, this kind of first kind of idea about the actions that you really want to take in your life and business, when you think about what you've got on tap for your life, but you compare all of that to how you want to feel, does it feel in alignment? Does it feel out of alignment? And if it's out of alignment, what can you do to change either the things that you've got on tap or if you can't change what you've got to do, can you change the way that you're doing them so that you're able to feel that way? And then the way that you've identified question 20 is really, well, what are things that you can do right now that will allow you to feel that way right now? So let's go with one that I shared. Like if I say I want to feel excited, then I have to ask myself, well, what can I do every day that makes me feel excited, that's in alignment with my time and money and current situation? It may be that texting an old friend makes me feel excited. It could be setting a a plan to go visit somewhere new. It could be going to a new coffee house or ordering myself flowers or taking myself on a vacation, (laughs) big, small. There are lots of different things I can do that will allow me to feel excited. I don't have to wait to hit my business goals or to be working through quarter two to feel that feeling. In fact, I shouldn't. By feeling it now, I'm going to attract more of what will allow me to feel that way. And so I want you to do the same thing. It's kind of like, okay, I've identified how I want to feel in quarter two, and I've identified what that may mean for the process behind how I do things or what I'm doing to feel that way. But then also kind of like, what are just some things that make me feel that way? So if you said excited, what are things in your life that make you feel excited? If you said joyful, what are things in your life that make you feel joyful? If you said secure, what are things in your life that can make you feel secure? And then how can you do those things kind of on a daily, weekly, monthly level so that you're doing them throughout the quarter instead of waiting for the end of the quarter? And then I want you for question 21 to really move into how did you show up? How did you show up in quarter one? You're looking at all of these answers. How did you show up? Did you show up congruently with what you teach? Did you show up focused and and as the person, as the best version of yourself in the way that you wanted to show up? When you think back to the beginning and you're like, this is how I'm going to show up for the first quarter. It's a new year. I'm so excited. And I'm going to be fill in the blank. What did you say? I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be visible. What was your word of the year if you had one? I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do more Instagram reels. I'm going to do more emails. I'm going to reach out for to people more for networking. I'm going to invite more people to have a sales call with me. I don't know what your things were. These are ideas. But I want you to identify how did you show up in quarter one? How did you show up? Did you show up the way that you wanted to? And why or why not? So think back over quarter one. Did you show up the way you wanted to, meaning you have to identify and remember, how did I want to show up and did I do it? Did I do the things I wanted to do? Did I show up as the person 
I wanted to show up as. And then I want you to think for question 21, I believe. (laughs) Oh, no, guys. I think we're on question 21. How do you want to show up in quarter two? What is the next level version of you look like for quarter two? What is the next level version of you look like for quarter two? That's question 21. How do you want to show up? Who do you want to be? And a great way to answer this is I am a person who dot, dot, dot. So when you think about that next level, higher level version of you to achieve the things that you want to achieve in quarter two, to show up in the way that you want to show up in quarter two, you have to be a person who what? I am a person who honors my time blocks, shares my message daily, is visible consistently, takes risks, whatever that is for you, who is patient and focuses on relationships more than sales, or I'm just making things up, guys. They're all good, the things I just shared, by the way. But you put your own things here. So that's how you're going to answer question 21. I am a person who dot, dot, dot. And then I want you to put that up somewhere where you can see it, read it every single day of the next quarter and ask yourself, how do I do that today? (laughs) Am I showing up as this person today? That's going to be one of the most powerful things you can do. A goal is simply a byproduct. Reaching a goal is simply a byproduct of the actions that you took to reach the goal. And the actions all stem from who you're showing up as. So this is the most important thing. And then all I want you to think of here, so now we'll we'll call this part four. So we'll have a part four, question 22. So now we're on the closeout, guys. Part two, when you think about this, what is non-negotiable for you in quarter two? You have to have some non-negotiables, guys. What is non-negotiable for you? There's certain things that to reach certain things, we always have to trade off other things. We've talked about that before. There are always trade-offs. To take one thing, you've got to let go of something. To deep dive in one area, you have to not deep dive in another. But there also need to be some things that are not negotiable. So what's not negotiable for you in quarter two? It might be, I need to work out every day. Working out, non-negotiable. Drinking water, non-negotiable. Getting visible daily, non-negotiable. Direct outreach once a week, non-negotiable. I don't want you to list too many things here, maybe three to five. But what are three to five things that are a mix of business and personal that are non-negotiable? They cannot be traded off. You must prioritize these things. All right. And now that you're looking at all of this, everything you just answered, question 23, what are your top two to three biggest goals for quarter two. What are your top two to three biggest goals for quarter two? And now that you have that, what do you need to put in place? What support do you need to put in place? What resources do you need to collect? What softwares do you need to purchase, right? So so support is people or things, people, information, or software, systems, et cetera. What do you need to put in place to help you? It could be a mindset practice. It could be whatever. But what support do you need to put in place to move those things forward for quarter two? That's it. Then you can give yourself one final question, which is just like, what is my summary paragraph? When you look at all of that, I want you to try to summarize. For quarter two, 
my primary focus or focuses, foci, focuses are dot, dot, dot. And you can bullet point it out, write it in a few sentences. Don't have it be too long. And that's it. There's your quarter closeout. Now you're really focused to go into quarter two, knowing what goals you need to achieve, knowing the support that's going to help you achieve those goals, knowing who you have to be to take the kind of actions you've identified that will move you forward towards those goals. Set a new word. If your word of the year or your word for quarter one doesn't resonate with you, set a new word. Energize yourself. Dance around to music, like solidify this, create visuals, create a vision board just for quarter two, put things that you need to be reminded of on calendars, on post-it notes, make this fun and energizing. But guys, I am so excited for you and your quarter two. In fact, I want to hear what one of your focuses is, what one aha, what one insight, what one takeaway, what one goal came up for you as a result of doing this. Email me at Rita at RitaMamieDoIt.com, Rita at RitaMamieDoIt.com, and let me know. And I'll be sharing some of that on the next episode of the Rita Mamie Do It show. Take care, guys. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It Show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMimiDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.